You're listening to TalkZone.com, the Internet Talk Radio. Hi. Last show, we spent the hour coaching you all into seeing the areas that are your internal prisons and asking you to find one, maybe, or two that you would like to go after by using affirmations to do that. I uh, took a period in my life where I used affirmations like they saved my life, frankly. (laughs) I was up against uh, some major uh, emotions at the time. And uh, this is how I got through them. And, you know, there's a lot of folks out there using affirmations to bring them external things. And that is certainly one way to use affirmations. What we're suggesting is to use affirmations to change internal things. Here's the deal. The people who are using affirmations to bring external things are trying to override internal lessons because if they were meant to have those external things come to them, their natural magnetics would bring them automatically because they would be lined up with their magnetics, you know, their energy field. So it's sort of pre-designed the general path of how things are going to go for you. And if you don't have something in your life that you want, Part of the deal is is to figure out why you don't have it there. You know, sometimes it's to get the gumption up and go get it. But sometimes it's, you know what, like for me, with money, for many years, it was elusive, and I would just work and work and work, and everyone else got the money. Well, I had negative karma. I was very selfish with money in a past life. And so, I, I you know, it just wouldn't come around me. It just wouldn't stay. I couldn't spend it for myself. And as I learned that, even got into that past life and humbled out a lot and, and simply got a different attitude about money and not looking for the treasure at the end of the rainbow, but simply content to make a living. And if uh, more plentiful things happened my way, wonderful. If they didn't, I wasn't going to get hung up on it. And I would be uh, generous, more or less. And then the money karma just started easing up and money became my friend more and more. You know, it's kind of interesting. Um, basically, people that are using affirmations to draw to them external things um, are unhappy with what their life looks like, and they basically want to override their internal energy and draw to them things they want, whether they're supposed to have them or not. There's another way to use affirmations. You can actually use affirmations to change your life. Not by bringing external things, but by changing your internal energy. And uh, then what happens is you draw different things to you because your energy that's going out is different. Now, here's the thing. When you do affirmations that bring external things to you, none of those things that it brings to you can you take with you when you die. They all stay here. But when you use affirmations to change the inside of you, what happens when you die is those changes that you've made, they go with you. And and (laughs) oftentimes what goes with that is outside things. But the point is, is the inside things go with you. 
but oftentimes outside benefits come along with that. That's true. After you've changed the inside of you, then it reflects on the outside of you. And then you don't have to visualize those things coming to you. They come to you effortlessly because your energy has changed. Now you're drawing new things to you, things that you're supposed to draw to you because they're written in your pre-birth contract. For instance, let's say you were born in poverty, but you decided to have the attitude, like, I don't have to be held up by this. Uh, so you begin to go, I am prosperous. I am pro-. You look in the mirror, I, I'm prosperous. We're prosperous. We're prosperous people. You begin to see yourself as you know, a prosperous person walking down the street, and you stay with that idea. And, you know, oftentimes what happens first is you begin to have all kinds of conflicting uh, situations come up that you have to deal with right, which changes in you inside of you on ways that you weren't prosperous. And you meet those challenges, and you keep meeting them, and then you get, that's what you call you know, the things blocking you from prosperity. When you, you have to go through your lessons in order for it to right. come. The lessons that are blocking you from prosperity start to surface for you to deal with so that you can get the lesson and the karma dealt with. Right. So it's like when you start putting on the program, I am prosperous, then all the things that are on the program that you're not prosperous come to the surface because you are going in the direction of prosperity. We have a wonderful CD tape on that. It's called Stage Center and God in the Middle of Chaos on uh, dealing with uh, affirmations, prosperity, and all kinds of things. This is a uh, tremendous, powerful tape on many levels. Staying centered in the middle of uh, Staying chaos. Staying centered in God. God in the middle of chaos. It's uh, part of the Wisdom Toning series, and you can uh, check it out if you'd like at MasteringOurselves.com. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. So these uh, CDs have uh, not only tremendously wise words, a lot of channel guidance, but they also have toning, which helps on a cellular basis you polarize over to the consciousness that you're looking for, as well as deal with the obstacles that are in the way and and get yourself straight on deep soul levels. When you're working on setting up life-changing affirmations for yourself, here's some guidelines. Effective affirmations need to be said aloud. When they're said aloud, they cause an uncomfortable feeling in your solar plexus. The reason is, is because you're stating something that isn't today true. And so when you state it, especially a potent one, your solar plexus sort of becomes sour. Before I carry on, let's just read a few. Let's say you have a problem of you explode too often. You have anger, rage problems. This can be applied to any of the emotions. It doesn't matter which ones. Envy, jealousy, um, let's see, negativity, fear, disgust, bitterness, any of these you can apply these emo- these uh, affirmations to. You just have to change the wording. Let's just throw a few out. So here's, I'm going to run through a whole list because these these affirmations evolve. And so you want to go through a whole list and evolve them. You only want to do maybe 
10, uh, you only want to do maybe 10 at any given time uh, so that uh, you don't overwhelm yourself and then you want to keep evolving them as you go. So let's start with a few. I am no longer exploding in anger. I am peaceful. I am not always right. I am releasing anger. I am choosing to melt my anger. Anger is a choice. <laughs> how how many of you, when you're just at that moment of, I could wring my whoever's neck, your kid, your spouse, your boss, your neighbor, whoever, how many of you at that moment realize anger is a choice? Because I'll tell you, when you're at that moment, Anger does not feel like a choice. It feels like you got this coming, bucko, and I'm coming for you, is what it feels like. But actually, the truth is, anger is a choice. Even at those moments when we are wildly enraged and just ready to explode out the roof, anger is a choice. Now, if you start using this affirmation, anger is a choice, <laughs> what's going to happen next time it comes up is that's going to ring in your head. <laughs> it's going to pop right in and you're going to go, damn, because now you realize you have a choice. See, before you were blissfully ignorant. As far as you were concerned, you had no choice on that little puppy. You know, that person has it coming and by God, I'm you know going to deliver. And this is totally okay. And it's totally righteous. But now you've been doing this affirmation and there there comes the anger and then that voice. Anger is a choice. And you can't do anything but pause because you just realize you, you're, you have called your crap on you right then and there. So, you know, these affirmations, you want to keep repeating them like five to ten times a day. And each time you want to say each one three times. And you want to do this a lot. You know, it's sort of like how committed are you to start changing the patterns that are keeping you most miserable? You know, and if you're somebody who's in anger all the time, you're miserable. There's no way you can be in anger all the time and not be miserable. People that are, you know, sometimes Keith and I watch people who are just lost in one torque or another. And, you know, outwardly you go, boy, are they ever, a, you know, a jerk, just total jerk. And then you pause and you go, you know what, that jerk's miserable all the time inside themselves, constantly. Yeah. They are totally miserable. You think people that are torqued all the time are happy? You think they like themselves? And the question is, do you, you like yourself when you let yourself go off in all these different emotions that just own your life? You know, you can say anger's a choice. Uh, those people who are, are clinically depressed, depression is a choice. You'd go, yes, but I have a clinical, you know, there's a term for my illness. <laughs> I go, okay, so let it own you then. <laughs> Good for you. Let it own you. Or stop letting it own you. You know, you got a choice. Anger's a choice. Okay, let's go on with these because these are really good. And if you, if you will start taking, you know, I hope you have a pen and paper there. And you start writing some of these down so you get the flavor of how to do these. Let's start at the top. I am no longer exploding in anger. You know, of course that's not true. But like Keith said, 
You speak against what isn't true and it begins to come true and what's between you and it starts to surface so you can deal with it. Right. I am peaceful. Well, obviously that isn't right, is it? Because you're exploding in anger all the time. There's no peace in that, but this is how you start bringing it to surface. I am not always right. And I'll tell you, people who are stuck in anger really think they're right. That's why they get angry. Mm -hmm. They are convinced they're right all the time. And you know what? There's six billion rights on this planet. So how do you figure yours has the corner on it? uh, Part of that can be um, wedged into an arrogance that thinks I should have things the way I want it. And it doesn't even think anybody else's rights or my rights. It, it just work out where everything I want should be the way I want it. So they're throwing a fit all the time because right. it isn't. When it's not working, they throw and, a fit. And you know what? Your lessons are to get over that and get over your tantrum and get it centered in peace and accept life the way it is and you're not, you're not the center of the universe. So you might as well work on these sort of affirmations because you're not going to get it any other way. I am not always right. I am releasing anger. So write these down, you guys, because you can tailor these to whatever your issue is and use these to make profound changes in your life. I am choosing to melt my anger. Anger is a choice. I am no longer stuck in anger. Now there's a declaration. I am no longer stuck in anger. By God, I'm not going to have this anger owning me anymore. My goodness, you folks, you are so powerful. You are so able to do this when you are ready to do it. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time. We're talking affirmations today, how you can write your own to move your life along Stay with us. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. We are talking about how to design life-changing affirmations that you can use in your life to make a huge difference, changing patterns that own you, that make you miserable, that you no longer want to be stuck in. This particular set I'm using has to do with um, anger, but you can apply it to any of them. If you would do yourself a favor and write these down, you would have them to tailor-make to you. You know, the thing of it is when you're writing down affirmations, the ones that are effective for you have an uncomfortable feeling in the solar plexus, like irritating, because, like, for instance, anger is a choice. So this part of you is going to go, it isn't a choice. You know, when I'm angry, it's angry. It's not a choice. But you have to know that it is a choice. And when you get that reaction in you, you know that you're talking to the opposite side of that problem. And so as you keep saying these affirmations, the part that's between you and balance surfaces for you to see and clear. So... um there's a tie-in of words here. Intention. So you're gonna you're gonna shift your intention. You're gonna get wiser. You're gonna say, "I got a problem here," and then you're gonna affirm your confirmation of a new commitment of a new decision. And this confirmation of this is called affirmations. So intention. Everyone's talking about intention. How important intention is. 
Intention is commitment. If you're going to get somewhere with intention, you're going to have some legs on it where you're just going to get somewhere actually in this world, you have to commit to whatever is the path to make your intentions be realized. This all comes out of a decision. I'm going to do this. And then commitment to the techniques that it requires that. And then one of the key techniques is affirmation. Affirmation is where you confirm to you and God and all around, however far that wants to go, you confirm this is what's happening right now. This is what's being created right now. This is what's being followed through so it's inevitable that this will be and the way it was, the dysfunctional way it was, will no longer be anymore. So we are confirming our affirmate by using affirmations what we have committed to the new intentions we have committed to, the decision we have made. By the way, this list of affirmations that we're working off of today comes straight out of the book Steps to Enlightenment, which we have written and is available for sale uh, as a soft cover off, to, off of our site, MasteringOurselves.com. You can go check it out if you would like. So carrying on on this list. Now, as as the affirmation you're writing no longer has a punch, you want to beef it up. That's why I've got this whole long list because you'll notice that as one gets so that it's like, well, I'm making progress with that, you know, and it doesn't punch so hard. Then you want to pick one that punches harder. And with that, you keep diving in deeper and deeper and deeper into you, into your soul, to transform a pattern that then will be transformed in you and in your soul forever. Now that's cool. I am no longer stuck in anger. <laughs> this, this next one you're going to like a lot. Anger is my dark side dominating others. <laughs> mm. You know, when I wrote these, and then I had a lady who did some editing for us on the book, I don't think she liked that one. You could kind of tell. You know, this one really slaps you hard. You're going, what, my righteous anger you're saying is my dark side? And my answer is, yep, that's right. That's what it is. That's all it is. And we may be righteous, we may feel justified, vindicated, you name it. Bottom line is, anger is my dark side dominating others. You have gone out of center, which violates your connection with God, because you can't yep. tell your connection with God or what's right to do nope. when you have violated your center and you're not there. So, <laughs> so you're part of the problem now. So here's another one that you won't like. I release my need to be in control. <laughs> That's what anger is. I want things my way. You haven't done things my way. I release my need to be in control. You might wonder why Keith and I are so good at the anger ones. <laughs> we read these. We can laugh because, you know, we're not as far into them as we used to be. We've made grand progress, but there's more progress to do. You know, we have these that, you know, we're working on ourselves. We all do, right? You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. We're tackling life-affirming affirmations today. Uh, don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. 
right here on CRN, and we'll be right back. And we are back. Have your pen and paper handy. Again, these incredibly good affirmations are in Steps to Enlightenment, uh, our book, which can be found on MasteringOurselves.com. These are life-changing affirmations. Once again, these are what you use when you change inside of you. These are the sort of things that you take with you forever. You know, most affirmations bring external things to you that when you die, you leave behind. These affirmations make internal changes that stay with you, go up to your soul, and stay with you forever. I mean, that is so much more valuable, I would think. Of course, you know, that's just our bent, right? Okay, these are focused on anger, but you can apply them to any emotions. Um, anger is my dark side dominating others. Hate would fit into that well. Well, you you can also have anger not directed at others. It's my dark side loose. It's where I've lost my perspective and my uh, calm, clear, good perspective centeredness. You know, it's got out of hand. And you know what? It is not a very respectful thing for you or me or anybody to lose our center, to lose our anger, to lose our perspective of, oh, this is happening, and part of the reasons it's happening is to see if I'm going to lose my center about it or not, and it's going to keep happening over and over until I no longer lose my center. I get the right perspective, and I have a constructive attitude and follow-through action with it. That's really good. I release my need to be in control. I am no longer desiring to control others. Now, when you say this, and this part in your head goes, well, that isn't true. I would love to control those around me. <laughs> and, well, well, I'm not going to quite admit this to them. It is the truth. Now, what If you, I could. <laughs> if I could, I would, by Joe. So what you want to notice is these are going to bring up in you the truth in you, and if it embarrasses you at all, go to work on it. That's what it's for. I am no longer throwing fits to control those around me. Boy, have you ever been around those kind of people? It's like you're walking on thin ice because you don't know when they're going to explode. And, oh, baby, it sure isn't pretty when they do it. So I would say a lot of times there's two sides to affirmations. One is to affirm like I am no longer, I no longer get angry. And the other one is, is when a part of you gets angry, say, what are you doing? This doesn't make any any sense. You're acting like a third-rate, third-class person, and yet part of you is trying to act like you're the first-rate, but a first-rate person wouldn't go off getting angry or judging or condescending somebody. So you have affirmation, I no longer get angry, and then when you notice yourself getting angry or the parts of you that are in that uh, direction, you argue with them. You you point out, you know, your behavior is uh, completely lower class than what you uh, tout to yourself you are. Let's get real with this. Let's stop being angry. We'd like to be a truly an upper class person. We'd actually like everyone to be an upper class person where their behavior is integrous and virtuous and right on, balanced, whole, uh, wholesome, caring, good-willed, Right on. So you d- deal with your affirmation, and if it brings up the other stuff, 
you argue and confront that part of your subconscious self or your conscious self or your ego self and you argue it down as well as you do your confirm your affirmations you're listening to mastering ourselves with keith and charmaine amber your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions we're talking today about life-changing affirmations i release my righteousness which is the belief that your way, your way is right and superior to all others around, and you discount others' merits, rights, or background as inherently inferior to your own. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say something here. I, you know, I actually wrote the predominant of this book. It says uh, written by Charmaine Amber with Keith Amber. So here's what Keith did. He would take my chapter that I had written based on the guides coming through, and he would add his little things. Keith is a qualifier. That's what he's a master at. It doesn't matter what you say, he'll qualify it. He'll make, he'll tweak it until it's just right. So I go, I release my righteousness, and Keith adds in parentheses in his red pen on the side, the belief that your way is right and superior to all others around and you discount others' merits, rights, or background is inherently inferior to your own. And that was what Keith added. Isn't that right on? <laughs> <laughs> what a bullseye. I like who wrote that. <laughs> I think he covered it. I think he got all you, angles you, you of know, it there. You know, we want to we understand and see things really, really clear. That's right. That's what we're it's doing. It's absolutely true. You know, I say to him, when you do it on the show, no problem. But we're watching the movie. I throw out a comment. He clarifies it. I about want to punch his teeth out. <laughs> Can I just make a comment without all this correction? He, You know, but his brain and tongue are just automatic. You know, there's no stopping it. <laughs> <laughs> I am choosing to stop bullying others with my anger. So do you do that? Do you like yourself when you do that? Do you notice how afterwards one part of you feels vindicated and another part of you feels like junk? Do you notice that? It's because it's your dark side, your ego side in control, bullying other people around. Are you a kind person? Is this really how you want yourself to be perceived? Is this really how you want to behave? Now with bullies and people full of themselves, Sometimes it's really helpful and you can be insightful and you can catch it just at the right time to confront them with that. But a lot of times a bully does not allow you to get a word in edgewise and it's a very risky thing and you got to calculate, is this worth it or do I need to get in a certain situation or a certain number of people to to do this or leave a note or something. You know, so... It's a tricky thing with bullies. I am humble and open to other points of view. Now, for somebody who gets angry all the time, that's a big, bold statement. I mean, that's that's really, you know, to... And, and know-it-alls? <laughs> yeah. So read I'll, that again. I'll never forget the guy who walked in our shop. This is years ago. He walked in our shop, and there's seven chakras, right? And then there's an eighth chakra oh, right, around, uh, right above your crown chakra, which is your higher self's lowest chakra. He came in and declared there's six chakras. He came in with such firm conviction, even though he was full of crap, so firm that as he, after he walked out the door, my head was going, 
are there six or are there seven? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. And his sister-in-law paused, looked at me, and she said, I'm so sorry. He does this everywhere he goes. He just thinks he has all the answers. And then I kind of shook my head and went, oh, yeah, there's seven. There's seven. But I don't know how he got the burr up his rear end that he Boy, thought. I've heard, I've heard a lot of things. That he thought there were only six. <laughs> and he projected it so strong that yeah. he just leaves a wake of misinformation behind him. Those are people that are very difficult to have a rational conversation yes. with because their mind's already made up. So when I read this next one, I am not speaking of people like him. I am humble and open to other points of view. See, somebody like him you want to stay away from. It'd be nice for him to practice that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would. You know, and if, if somebody who is that out of control practices that, you, me, or whoever it would be, uh, a whole wrath of junk, all kinds of junk's just going to come out. Yes. Because it, that's what's between you and getting humble. That's right. I am broadening my perspective to include other views. Now, if you're a person who runs around getting angry all the time because people don't agree with you, imagine if you started saying over and over and over again, I am broadening my perspective to include other views. Now, wouldn't that start changing you? And when you start getting angry, wouldn't that voice pop in your head and go, now, wait a minute, I thought you said you were going to listen to what they had to say. And once you start biting your tongue, even if you bit a hole in it, to just stop your tongue from running off and open your ears and listen. Get the Q-tips out. Make sure there's a good opening and listen up. I am yielding to my spouse, coworker, or whatever, whoever most enrages you often. I am yielding to them. I am, oh, this is good. Now this is good. I, I challenge you. At the next time that you are on your way to anger, that you say this, I am including unconditional love with anger. I challenge you in the middle of that moment when you are wildly angry, I challenge you to stop and say, you know, I might be really angry with you right now, but I also know that I love you, and you cannot hold the same edge of anger. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm thinking of times in the past Charmé has, you can see her, she's, you know, we're having an argument, and you can see she's doing something inside of herself, like this little argument, like trying to get herself to, and she says, you know, I know we're at odds, and, and uh, we're having this argument, but I still love you. And it stops me, and I go, this doesn't feel like love. <laughs> but you had it in that direction. And we start laughing know? usually. Yes. It, you can't help, it can't help but change it. Well, it's a real effort. I mean, right there is a real effort. It is. It really, to, it really to is. To instead of have your finger pointing at somebody and have your vibes just blasting them, to go, you know what, I'm I'm recollecting myself and trying to affirm and realize what I usually realize is that I really do love you and you're a reasonable person. Actually, you're quite a debonair, good-looking guy. <laughs> you know, your ego is not going to want to let you do this. No. Your ego is going to want to stand firm that you are right, they are wrong, and you are not going to give in. And so, you know, when you force yourself to include, ang uh, include love with your anger, you change the game. You really do. You just change it right there. And you make it where the part of the problem is you 
and you can you deal with you making yourself love in the middle of that, which means that you're going to not be so destructive in the words or behavior, slam on the door or whatever, because you're calling yourself to be a mature uh, solution, a solver of the situation. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your, li- your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time. We're talking today about life-affirming, life-changing affirmations. So let's go back to... Um, out of the substance of love, some of the aspects that come out of the substance of love, once again, because in the middle of an argument or a real difficult, out-of-control kind of reaction to something, you can affirm the love, which includes forgiveness or selfless helpfulness or goodwill or compassion, or you do whatever is appropriate that it takes to make things right. So these are out of love. And Charmaine, you're having this argument and everything. You remember, oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna affirm, and I'm even gonna make myself say it out loud. You know, I know we're having this real uh, conflicting situation, this argument, but I want you to know that I know inside of me that I love you and I respect you, and we're trying to work this out. I am choosing enlightenment. So you can be choosing anger, you can be choosing enlightenment, but you're not choosing both of those at the same time. They're on the Mm -hmm. opposite end of the spectrum. So you can say, am I letting my dark side win here again by getting angry, or am I letting my light side win by choosing enlightenment? Which which am I going to have run this next moment in my life? I am choosing enlightenment. I am gracious. I am kind. You know, um, have you ever been around somebody who's really gracious? They make you feel sweet energy. They make you feel welcome. They're generous. That you can tell they've prepared before they even saw you to do kind things to you. You know, that's gracious. That's that's a worthy goal. It truly is. It, it really knocks the ego all over the place. It does. And especially if you're gracious for no hidden agendas, like boy, if I'm just butter butter smooth and and candy sweet to them, they're going to give me favors. You don't want hidden agendas here. You want, I am gracious and, and, you know, almost like goddess heavenly gracious kind of thing. I am kind. I am living in the flow. Now, you can see that these are the opposite end of I am no longer exploding in anger. These are the opposite. A little bit different. These are when you've progressed through and you start going, wow, this is nice. I am mature. I'll tell you what, folks. People exploding in anger are not acting in maturity. I am working on my weaknesses, and anger is a weakness. People think anger is a strength. Actually, for some people, anger Anger is a strength. Some people, they need to do this. But if you are a person that are exploding in anger all the time, you're not one of them. Out of control or with maliciousness is not is no. never okay. I am unconditional love. I am loved. I am whole. I am love. I am all. I am one. I am God within. Beautiful list. And there's more, too. For instance, <laughs> I see perfection in all events. 
So for those of you that are throwing... Well, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. For those of you that are throwing absolute fits for whatever reason, what if you were to stop and say, I see perfection in all events? Well, then what is there to be angry about? If there's perfection in all events, what is there to be angry about? How about I am peace? How about... I breathe through anger. I don't let it own me. I don't spill it all over everybody else. Instead, I breathe through it. Now, there's a mature approach. Mm-hmm. And then when you done breathing through it, you go, you know what? I do love you. And then you go off in a corner and get through it instead of spewing it all over somebody. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts having a ball today with life-affirming affirmations. You should try them. They work. They got me through a huge time in my life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And we're back. So we were talking about breathing. You got anger. Yeah, breathe through your anger. And you can you can have this affirmation. I breathe through my anger, and I go through my anger with my breathing, settle myself down, and get to the solution. Find a way to sit on my ego, get that adjusted, and find the solution. So I breathe it down, and then I find the solution. Breathe through your anger. How about this one? I choose calm. I channel my anger into positive change. I am humble and accepting of others' actions. I release the the need to have things done my way. Um, You know, you'll notice that a lot of these begin with I am. And you don't have to put them all with I am. However, I am is really powerful. It's like a statement in the present, I am, whatever. So it's a powerful way. You don't want to be in a rule about it, but it, you know, if there's any way to say your affirmations like this. Here's, um, for somebody who is, uh, harried all the time, here, here's an idea of how they would look different. I am at peace. I choose time alone every day. I am breathing deeply. I am valuable. I am as important as my children, spouse, job, etc. And here's some for somebody who is overdriven. I no longer need to prove my worth through work. I am valuable in and of myself. I am breathing deeply. I am at peace no matter what my boss thinks. I release my need to prove myself. I am non-competitive. I am balance. So do you notice that these affirmations begin at the opposite of what is true today. Take whatever pattern you have. Uh, fearful. I am no longer fearful. I am, uh, I am confident. You go to the opposite of whatever your pattern, wherever your pattern has you right now, you go to the opposite and you start developing affirmations that go into the core 
at the opposite. What will end up happening is as you state those opposite, it starts to surface all the stuff that's between you and I am peaceful. And then you get to choose that. Now, if you keep choosing these affirmations, if you keep choosing these affirmations to repeat them three, four, five, ten times a day, three times each one, take about ten at a time, best to work at one pattern, maybe two at a time, that's it, and just keep working them, you will start to see changes in your life. I promise you, I've done it myself, they work. They're very, very effective. I did major changes in my life based on uh, this process. And it took a while, but um, the changes are permanent. I no longer have to deal with these issues anymore that I dealt with uh, at the time. Um, so they work. So anger isn't always bad. It can be okay, but never okay when it's out of control or malicious. Sometimes anger is valuable. Sometimes it's what it, it takes to turn a corner and get something broke through, get something changed, but not out of control and not malicious. Hey, thank you very much for joining us today and opening your hearts. Uh, we would love to hear any comments you want to send us about these affirmations, and if they help you, we are at ambers at masteringourselves.com. We love you guys. Now, come on. You can do it. Stretch into the greater you.